Welcome to the next installment in the FCM Soundbite series. In today's episode, we will be talking to Jim Carter, Vice President, Eastern Division of Global Sales at American Airlines, to get an update on how the airline is tracking the current climate. Today is April 30th, 2020, and I'm your host, Joe Andres, Senior Vice President at FCM Travel Solutions. With that said, I'd like to welcome Jim. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Glad to be with you today. Hopefully, I can uh, provide a little insight. No, I'm sure you will. Um, just a, a few things, you know, Jim, it's, it's a typical time for everybody, and um, not only, obviously, for uh, those first uh uh, the, the frontline responders and um, several of the people uh, trying or suffering through these times. But I also see that American Airlines is doing some great things on the humanitarian side during uh, this time. So you want to share a few, few of the things that American is doing right now? Yeah. Hey, Joe, thanks for asking that particular question, because this is probably something a lot of your listeners or corporate buyers kind of like in the middle of this crisis, you know, we're not always thinking about, right? We're always, we're all right. kind of focused on stabilizing our business and taking care of our customers. And uh, actually, I'm really proud of some of the work that we're doing, uh, specifically with the Red Cross, over 200, two and a half million, actually that number was just updated today to 3 million uh, in support for the Red Cross. We've done supply kits for Mount Sinai, Dana-Farber in Boston, St. Jude Hospital. These are um, amenity kits, if you will, that we're not using on international flights uh -huh. that have face masks and um, cleaner and all kinds of things in them that help frontline um, healthcare workers. Uh, a lot of work, Joe, with some of the food banks. As you know, we're not doing much with food right. on our airplanes right now. So we're donating a lot of food to food banks across the countries. And uh, a lot of our admirals clubs that are closed right now, our uh, employees are coming to work on their own time and they're sewing masks wow. in a lot of our clubs. So, and just a couple other things that um, um, in addition to kind of the repatriation flights that we've been providing, a lot of work with UNICEF, about 1.2 million donated through UNICEF, and uh, just a, a, a number of cargo-only flights transporting supplies, uh, personal protective equipment for the front lines, and all those fighting COVID. So, again, those aren't the headlines. Those aren't the things that we normally see when we turn on the news, but some of the things I think us as an industry feel really good about uh, that we're using our assets That's just, that way. That is just a ter terrific story, Jim. And, and thanks for sharing because like I said difficult times and just to see uh, a major corporation such as American Airlines taking those types of initiatives during this time speaks just tremendously about uh, one, the organization uh, and also the leadership and the people um, that American employs. So thanks for doing that. And thanks, it's Joe. awesome. Um, so just kind of, it's a very fluid environment, um, obviously for American and really for the travel industry. And so just, can you just walk me through a little bit about how American Airlines as a company is just managing these times? Yeah. So, um, I think, as I said, kind of in the outset, I think the, I think the first six to eight weeks of this was stabilizing the business and trying to figure out how to 
kind of slow the cash burn since obviously revenue has just really dropped off, as you know. But if I had to say, kind of like summarize everything, I, I would summarize it in three, three key areas. Uh -huh. um, safety, number one. And I think, you know, us in the industry know that safety's always been foundational uh, for, our, for the work that we do, uh, or people wouldn't utilize um, our products if they weren't safe. But safety's beginning to take on a whole new meaning. Right. Um, and now I'll kind of like dovetail cleanliness and travel well-being in there, which I know you want to talk a little bit more about. Yep. But certainly safety is number one. Number two is flexibility. Just making sure we're providing as much flexibility as possible to our customers right now. And uh, just trying to be as uh, thoughtful with our policies and our guidelines and trying to just ensure we're creating an environment so when customers are thinking about all their unique situations, they're not trying to have to weave through Americans' policies. We're trying to keep them as open and as flexible as we possibly can. And of course, we're talking to customers every day about specific situations they have. So flexibility, clearly a lot going on in that area that I'm happy to talk more about. Yeah. And then I, I think, Joe, lastly, is just adaptability, right? I mean, it's what's the new network going to look like? How many flights are we going to offer? What does social distancing look like in an airport? What does social distancing look like on an airplane? And just things we've never really have thought about in our business before and how we adapt to this new normal that is clearly kind of developing real time right in front of our eyes and no playbook for. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's great to hear that, Jim, because it, it really does align with what we're also looking at and thinking of is a lot of the requests, the feedback we're getting from the customer at this time. And it kind of gets into uh, our, our first thing, probably top of mind for the most part for the or for the corporate travel managers and corporations in general is, you know, I have this allotment of unused tickets. So that flexibility kind of comes into play. So they want to know how we're managing it, how we're working with our partners, uh, American Airlines, to manage those unused tickets and the allotment they have out there so nothing spoils. So that flexibility, I think what you're talking about is terrific. That safety totally, uh, you know, you mentioned that too, because we have to monitor the risks. So we have to work with making sure where, where the travelers are. And I think the adaptability, um, we, we, we talked about this, Jim. I saw American had, um, and he alluded to it uh, in some of our conversation earlier this week, was more about that traveler journey and how do we um, break down um, kind of that fear factor out there about what is one, the experience going to be like when I get in my car or get in my uh, transportation to the airport? What is that travel journey when I get to my certain touch points at the airport? In particular, where American, that first kind of uh, line of engagement, um, probably most likely would either be at the ticket counter or just beyond TSA. So can you talk a little bit about that traveler journey and what American's doing to map that and share information with the customer? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is, Joe, this is kind of what we're working on right now. I mean, we've done a lot on the aircraft to clean aircraft. We're doing a lot with uh, at the facilities, the clubs, uh, the kiosks, making sure every touch point is clean. But you're absolutely right. The whole, the whole journey needs to be evaluated and kind of thought of. And I've been calling it internally 
at American, what is the experience going to be curb to curb? Right. So to your point, the minute you walk out of the car, what can customers expect uh, in our facilities? Uh, what are they going to expect when they when they use a kiosk? Uh, what are they going to expect when they when they go through TSA? And certainly when they get on our property and our terminals and gates and aircraft, what's that experience? So, Joe, we're we're mapping all that out right now, and we're going to be ha we're going to have a lot more to share in terms of specifics on how we're thinking about that. Awesome. Uh, because you're right. I think the first six to eight weeks was all about, all right, we got to clean better. Right. Uh, we've got to do more and we've got to give co travelers confidence again in air travel. Uh, but now we need to be working with the airport boards. We need to be working with the airport authorities, um, the governments, and making sure that those standards that we're now putting in place on the aircraft are following through before you get on the aircraft and when you get off. So that is the work we're actually engaged in right now. That's terrific. So I guess we're gonna look for some um, ways of, as that information is updated, because I think that's the challenge um, everybody's yep. facing in the marketplace today is this, the changes are occurring so fast and so rapidly. And as you take these new initiatives on, um, how do we get it out to, to the travelers as fast as possible, either being it through the agent when they're booking the flight or uh, through the online tool and the communication that goes, or just, you know, through functions or, or um, efforts that we're making with a podcast. So um, it's just right. great to hear um, the initiative that you're taking. So I, I think yesterday you had, uh, we, we were chatting too, and you had mentioned uh, about amenity kits. Uh, is that, I guess, in that boarding process, is that something to expect or... Is that going to be the new norm um, for what travelers can expect as far as the experience in that boarding area and then getting on the aircraft? Yeah, so thanks for that question, Joe, because we just announced that uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, first of all, making sure our flight attendants are all wearing masks yep. now. And then um, as customers board our aircraft starting tomorrow, uh, and this is really going to depend on uh, airport and sourcing, uh, but we're hoping by mid-May we can have it deployed across our entire network. But uh, amenity kit, if you will, that has a mask, has a gel or some uh, disinfectant wipes in it so that we can hand those to all of our customers um, as they board or right before they board so at least they have some confidence that uh, if they didn't bring a face covering, we've got one for them. Yeah. So, yeah, so that work, that starts tomorrow, actually. And, and that'll first. go across. Uh, but it'll take us some time. It'll take us some time to get it all sourced and integrated to the different airports. But And logistically, it's quite a project, but that's what we're working on right would, now. And um, be mainline flying in addition to American Eagle? Yeah, that's mainline and regional. Um but you will, like I said, you'll see it uh, kind of come on in phases. Uh, the large hubs will start immediately, and then um, over time, we should we should have we should have all the airports online with that. That's great. So, That's great. Yeah. How about? Um, with, well, I mean, like we said, uh, anything we can we can be doing to begin to start thinking about what this traveler experience is going to be like, and in, in a period of time when there's just so much uncertainty. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Do, do you anticipate the uh, Admirals Clubs uh, in some of the airports being open, or is that going to be limited also? Yeah, so right now, um, the all the clubs are technically closed, but we do have in our major hubs uh, the service centers uh, that usually sit in front in the entrance. Yeah. So in about 11 of our uh, clubs, uh, we've got the service centers open to help customers with changes, that kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, we're not serving uh, food or alcohol in any of the clubs right now. Um, and obviously there's not a lot of people traveling right now. So, but just want to have the service center elements available for customers. Yeah. And I mean, that's why no. we're trying to, you know, we, we see a few, um, you know, a little bit of light here uh, starting to, uh, with bookings materializing. We had some announcements from uh, a few of our customers that are kind of planning out over the next 30 to 60 days. It'll be minimal, but we're, you know, we look at those green shoots as opportunities to uh, service the customer. And I we just want to make sure we have the most accurate, timely information. And this type of information, Jim, will be beneficial for them for their travel. Is um, with, with obviously the border still closed for the most part, um, you know, you work with VA and Iberia. Are, are you still in talks with them about trying to bring some of these initiatives into or uh, coordinate them with uh, your one world, world partners? Yeah, I guess uh, if there's a, one clear benefit of having a really good functional alliance is you get to apply some best practices across the different brands. So admittedly, most of the work that we've been doing right now has been on our brand American and our regional network. But yeah, that is the next step is to get with British Airways and Japan Airlines uh, and our various, you know, with Qantas and start sharing some best practices uh, based on what they've learned in the markets. A lot, some of those countries are ahead or behind us, obviously in this kind of crisis. Uh, so yeah, we will. Uh, the full intent there is to is to share amongst these various brands on what's working well. Great, great. How about your Advantage program? Have there been any changes to the Advantage program near long term? Yeah, so you probably have seen um, we did extend all the status through January of 2022. So regardless of what status an individual is. Uh, that's all been extended for, for that period of time. Uh, we've also lowered the kind of earning levels for status this year. Uh, just being uh, just thoughtful and realistic that obviously not a lot of travel is going to happen probably for the next few months. Um, and then, of course, anyone who bought an Admirals Club membership, a purchase membership, we're going to extend those for um, six months as well. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So for the corporate customers, uh, in particular, corporate contracts, the flexibility, um, we kind of hope that's going to be uh, in the works um, because we just don't know what it's going to be going forward over the next few months. But uh, anything on the corporate contract front, Jim? Yeah. So I, I would put this one, Joe, kind of in that first category of flexibility we were talking about. Yep. So certainly we're not holding our corporate partners with, to uh, the same revenue goals or volume goals that they previously had. Uh, so we're trying to be just very thoughtful and uh, we're not going to be canceling contracts for non-performance. Uh, in some cases, customers have just asked us to extend their agreements for another six months. We're doing that. We actually have a few customers that are still going forward with RFPs. So we're still 
in RFP mode, if you can believe that or not, with a number of customers. Um, but if a customer wants to extend, we're happy to. If they want to go through RFP, we're ready to do that. Um, but yeah, we're not holding anyone's feet to the fire right now on performance yep. of those agreements. Yeah, and that gets then into the refundability and the obviously the cope, uh, say post-COVID um, tickets that are out there and your flexibility with that too, that kind of in the same category, correct? Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of our tickets now um, will have the ability to be extended through December of 2021. Wow. Most of the extensions we're working on right now with uh, a number of tickets. So different tickets are falling into different categories, but for the most part, um, most expiring tickets, we're going to be able to, uh, we're working with the GDSs on some IT solutions on how to uh, have a, uh, a ticket valid for longer than 13 months. So we're doing those. And like I said, most of the extensions we're doing are good through December of 2021 right now. So getting lots of good uh, cards and letters on that amount of flexibility for the corporates. That's great. Plus free name changes too yeah, yeah. Uh, for the corporates. And the fares are pretty inexpensive right now. So uh, it, it is kind of time to take advantage of that uh, going forward. But um, one last thing, Jim, I know just from a capacity sure. standpoint, um, the social distancing on the aircraft itself, are you blocking the center seats or is that, how, how's that working with American? Yeah. So I wouldn't call it blocking. I would call it, we are not assigning okay. the center seats on 50% of our, our, uh, our center seats on an aircraft. So um, we're also now we we haven't we just we haven't announced this publicly yet, but we're also limiting uh, the number of seats we sell on every aircraft. Okay. Uh, at least through May 31st, we're going to evaluate this as we go. So between now and May 31st, 50% of our main cabin center seats will not be assigned, and we're reducing capacity or reducing booking capacity on every airplane to ensure we've got enough room throughout the cabin uh, for customers to, um, so they can social distance. Now, obviously this is a challenge on certain days, certain flights, because some flights might be booked 60, 70% full. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're going to provide flexibility for customers at the gate. So, uh, if they, we're going to let them know if it's a, it's a flight that happens to be a little more full, uh, that they're uncomfortable for traveling for whatever reason, or we had to assign a center seat or a seat next to them, uh, we're going to give them flexibility to change, cancel, refund, uh, whatever we can do to accommodate them. So oh, That's great. And I think, you know, look, I think between in these challenging times, between the flexibility you folks are working I mean, Americans doing out there and how you're working with a corporate customer, um, what you're doing with the, uh, you know, the products, you know, curb to curb, as you said. Uh, wow. I mean, it really does. You know, it gives, I think, some comfort, at least, that when the opportunity to travel starts, uh, American Airlines is ready to go and, and is ready to take care of the customer in the best way, uh, given the environment. Jim, I just want to say thank you very much for your time today. 
it's been very educational for myself. It's been, it's always great to chat with you about the industry. It's particular about your uh, company, American Airlines, um, your true uh, friend and partner. We appreciate all you do for um, the Flight Center family and FCM and uh, really look forward to uh, getting on that first flight here and, and maybe being with you um, and just kind of enjoying the experience of getting back out to travel and, and getting some business done. So thanks a lot, Jim. I really Great. appreciate your time. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I'll go back three weeks ago when we had a conversation. You said, Jim, we got to do more. <laughs> and you you really inspired us, yeah. I, I think, to start thinking about, you know, let's not passively accept exactly. what's happening. What can we do to start thinking about tomorrow? And um, I just want to thank you for that. No, as no well. worries. And I uh, appreciate you guys stepping up to the challenge. Thanks a lot, Jim. All right. Take bye. care. Take yeah. care. Bye. bye.